No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Sometimes it's easier to make enemies than friends. When a person pleases the Lord, then God makes even his enemies to live in peace with him. Today we're going to see how Isaac experienced this. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 26, right here on Simply the Bible. Isaac was dwelling in the land of the Philistines and prospering greatly, but finding it difficult to be accepted by his neighbors. They were envious and felt threatened. So Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, asked Isaac to move away. We pick it up in Genesis 26, 17. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. Moving to a new location meant having to find a new supply of water, which of course was a precious commodity in that arid country. Isaac was covering the same territory that his father had covered and found the wells that Abraham had originally dug. After he died, the Philistines filled them with dirt. So Isaac dug them again and gave them their original names. Wells of water speak of God's resources for the spiritual life. Abraham had dug these wells, but the enemy had stopped them up. The spiritual wells from which our fathers drank have been taken from us by the world and the devil. How we need to reopen those old wells of Bible study, prayer, family devotions, and church. These are the sources of life to us. Isaac's servants dug again and discovered an artesian well that flowed like a fountain. Matthew Henry says, Though we must use the light of former ages, it does not therefore follow that we must rest in it and make no advances. We must still be building upon their foundation. We need new wells and abundant flows to meet the ever-increasing needs of today. However, we keep the same old water of the Word of God and apply it in fresh ways. Verse 20, But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Esek, because they quarreled with him. We should not be surprised that when God blesses, The enemy messes. Opposition is a sign that you are doing what you should be doing. If you're just drifting through life, doing whatever you want, the devil will pretty much leave you alone. But when you start tapping into God's resources for accomplishing his work in his power, you should expect opposition. The Philistine herdsmen claimed that the water belonged to them. So what did Isaac do? He named the well Esek, which means quarrel, and moved on. Isaac was a man of peace. Verse 21, Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna. 
Once again, Isaac did not become contentious over this. He could have claimed the rights of his father. He could have claimed God's promise to give him the land. He could have flexed his muscle and made these herdsmen take a hike. Remember that Abimelech was concerned that Isaac had become mightier than them. But Isaac didn't respond in any of these ways. Instead, he named the well Sitna, which means enmity, and he moved on. Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Verse 22, And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. What a blessing it is when God finally gives you your own space. For the past seven years, our church has been without a permanent home. We moved from our own lease space to another church, to a school, to another school. We own land, and Lord willing, soon we will build on it. I am so looking forward to having our own space. Isaac named this well Rehoboth, which means spaciousness. Isaac said, For now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful. Psalm 16.5 says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. The Lord rewarded Isaac's faithfulness and meekness with a pleasant and roomy land in which to grow. Verse 23, Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. It is interesting that when Isaac moved eastward, away from the Philistines to Beersheba, that the Lord appeared to him again. The fact that God told him not to fear would indicate that he was afraid, probably because he had been so poorly treated by the Philistines. But once again, God's cure for fear was his own presence. He reminded Isaac of his promises to multiply his descendants. Let's face it, we need many divine reassurances. Verse 25, So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. This is the first time we are told that Isaac built an altar. Wherever Abraham went, he always built an altar. Wherever Isaac went, he always dug a well. Later we will see that wherever Jacob would go, he would pitch a tent. But in verse 25, we see that Isaac built an altar, pitched a tent, and dug a well. When God had given him room in the land and comforted him, Isaac responded in worship. This is always the appropriate response when God blesses us. Do you know that three times a day, Daniel would open his windows that faced toward Jerusalem and give God thanks? We can always offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. Verse 26, Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahazaph, 
one of his friends, and Phicol, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, since you hate me and have sent me away from you? But they said, We have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, Let there now be an oath between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm, since we have not touched you, and since we have done nothing to you but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. There is such a close association between Abraham and Isaac, for Abimelech also sought a peace treaty with Abraham while he was staying at Beersheba. Isaac was wise to question this because of the way they had treated him, telling him to move away. Were Abimelech's motives sincere? We are to be prudent in our dealings with the world. Jesus said that he sends us out as lambs among wolves. Therefore, we must be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. It is not wrong to bring up an offense that someone has done against us. In fact, it is the only way to truly make peace when there's been an offense. Abimelech confessed that he had observed the Lord's hand upon Isaac. Therefore, he wanted to make a treaty with him. It was true that Abimelech sent Isaac away in peace, but the Philistines had done him great harm by contending with him over the wells that his father Abraham had dug. And no effort was made by Abimelech to make restitution for this loss. Isaac could have taken issue with this, especially over Abimelech's statement, We have done nothing to you but good. But Isaac let it go. Verse 30, So he made a feast, and they ate and drank. Then they arose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. What a gracious and generous man Isaac was. He was quick to forgive the offense and quick to give them a feast at his own expense. He swore an oath with them. Although one could question of what benefit it really was to Isaac, after all, the Lord had already shown him that he was faithful to protect and provide for Isaac, even in the land of the Philistines. But Isaac made a treaty with them because he was a peaceable man. Again, how much Isaac was like Christ, who set aside our offenses and freely gave his own life, dying on the cross to bring us peace with God. Proverbs 16.7 says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. God had truly made provision and protection for Isaac and his household and even set him at peace with his enemies. Verse 32. It came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they had dug and said to him, We have found water. So he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. Providence endorsed Isaac's willingness to make peace. For they discovered water. Again, the symbol of spiritual blessings. And Isaac called it Sheba, which means oath. And the name of the city was Beersheba, which is well of the oath. Verse 34. When Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of Beeri, 
the Hittite, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And they were a grief of mind to Isaac and Rebekah. Even in the land of blessing and security, our children and grandchildren can cause us great grief of heart. You'll recall that Abraham refused to get a wife from the Canaanites and instead got a bride for Isaac from his own people. But Esau ignored this example and took not only one but two Hittite women for himself. In Hebrews 12.16, Esau is identified as being a fornicator and profane person. These two women probably brought their pagan customs into the household and perhaps had little or no regard for Esau's parents. Paul warns us in 2 Corinthians 6.14, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? In what communion has light with darkness? Such an ungodly union ruins the blessed fellowship of a godly family. And those who would ignore the scripture and grieve their good parents by their bad choice of a mate cannot expect the blessing of the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Or send us an email. We'd love to know how we can pray for you. Tomorrow we'll see how Rebecca and Jacob delivered Isaac in order to secure the blessing for Jacob. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible.